Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Pete Wright, and I'm here with Megan Strand. And only Megan Strand. Only Megan Hi. Stranded. We are the only two naked marketers today. Uh, Dane is apparently in meetings. In Dallas. In Dallas. Ah. And that's... he's going to miss a great show. I know. Uh, we have some really interesting stories. Yeah, that... Fantastic stories. Stories that uh, that really test the limits of culinary delights. <laughs> so you're going to have to stay tuned because we've got the the uh, uh, limit testing culinary story at the very end, but it's one you do not want to miss. Uh, it's it's really a uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. It's the circle of life story. I like to call. Yeah. Yeah. Shudder. Uh, <laughs> but we we are sad that we do not have Dane. But we will persevere. We will carry on. We will fight a good fight. That's right. What do we have to start with, Megan? Well, I came across a story the other day that struck me as interesting. So um, there are two companies called Cell Fire and Location Labs, um, and they have formed a partnership whereby um, an app has been developed for iPhone and Android where you can download the app, you plug in your grocery chain of preference, and then... And there are some other settings you can set, apparently. And then when you're driving or walking near this grocery chain, it will ping you with coupons that you have decided you wanted some way. So I, I find this interesting in that um, it's potentially useful and potentially incredibly annoying. So I, I think we we talked about a story a while. I, I want to make sure I understand this. I, uh, so I'm, I'm I know sitting, I'm not doing a good job. Explaining no, no, no. It. I just feel like <laughs> no, because I have two things going on in my head. So here I am. It sends real time alerts to me about coupons when I'm near one of the grocery stores. So I'm that I'm, I have specified right. So let's say I specify Albertsons down the street from my house, and when I go over there, my phone starts buzzing and sends me alerts. It says, "Hey, you could totally rock you some kitty like, litter here." Exactly. And, you could say two dollars. Okay, I that is a I I can understand that's an interesting service. Doesn't that sort of fly in the face of what couponing is all about well but okay but here's the thing here's the part that i like as a non-coupon clipper peter i have tried to be a coupon clipper i am very bad at it i mean it has to be like that's right you're supposed to have to work at it okay but so this is why it's attractive to me because not only does it ping you and say hey megan you can save two dollars on kitty litter which i would never buy because i don't have a cat but you can save two dollars on kitty litter and then it immediately loads it to some sort of grocery savings card and it's applied at checkout. So I don't have to clip them and I don't have to bring them. You I, don't even have to know they're there. Or know they're there. You could actually just go buy all your stuff, give them the coupon card. And if, if you happen to buy some stuff with that there was a coupon for, you get the discount, right? I mean, technically it could yeah. work that way. Well, and I, I'm wondering if, so I have a, I'm sure you do too. I have a frequent, you know, a member card or whatever it's called for my grocery store. And I'm wondering if they are loaded onto that card. Because, well, you know, be when I scan my card, because it says grocery coupons are immediately load, loaded to the grocery savings card. So I don't know if it's a separate card or whatever. Whatever it is, all I know is that it's preloading coupons, which is a good thing for me. I don't know if it's a good thing for brands. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Redeeming their coupons. Yeah. But, but I do want to talk about the annoying factor because a while back during election season, we were talking about Michelle Bachman's little corn dog fair tax blast push messages. Oh, yeah. Phones, which we thought was interesting. But I'm just wondering if this actually catches on 
how annoying that's going to be if you're just walking down the street and you're getting pinged all the time to the point that you just shut everything off. Well, I think that is the uh, uh, that's kind of the wave of the future, right? I mean, it's it, it, there. This is how they they uh, you know service providers are subsidizing um, you know these free apps. A development on free apps is to make sure that no matter where you go, um, you will you will be notified uh, you know through geo services. Um, you know, so is the future? It's not this- just you know it's not just couponing. It's I'm walking by. Oh, yeah. You know, this is the what was that? It was the minority report effect, right? Uh, I'm I'm walking by. Uh, uh, you know, where do I buy jeans? Where the hell do I buy my jeans? What am I wearing? Whose jeans are these? Banana. American? Uh, no, uh, not American. Levi's. No, no, no. What is it? The uh, American, Lucky Brand. <laughs> the Lucky Brand jeans. Guess. Ah, uh, Eddie Bauer. Let's say I buy some Eddie Bauer jeans. These are not Eddie Bauer jeans. They're pretty fetching, but they're not Eddie Bauer jeans. So let's say I'm walking by Eddie Bauer, and Eddie Bauer starts screaming at my cell phone, Hey, Pete, how are those jeans working for you right now that you bought two weeks ago? Uh, it's that level of sort of notification that I think we're going to start seeing more of, because right, you're going to apply... I not want to go to the mall even less than I want to go now. That's right, because the next step of cell fire location labs and couponing in grocery stores is going to be, we now you can buy... Uh, kitty litter at two dollars off next week it's going to buy we know you need uh, kitty litter because you bought it two weeks ago so don't forget uh you're gonna need to pick up some kitty litter now that you're by albertson's that's interesting well and the the other twist i'm wondering about is okay so that would annoy the heck out of me to no end so i'm wondering if there is an iteration in the future where i then pay for an app it doesn't notify me, but it preloads the coupons from brands I select just to my card. Well, now, wait a minute, though. I don't Is get it really... pings. No, I don't. Okay. I understand you don't want to get pings, but I'm... now think about it from the... You're thinking about it as a consumer. Now, think yeah, about it as a business, right? If I know, I'm, I know, I know. If I'm manufacturing kitty litter, and if I'm the big box store that wants you to buy kitty litter, this makes a hell of a lot of sense. Okay, but what if... What if I and and even as a consumer, let me interrupt you, interrupting me, uh, interrupting you. <laughs> as a consumer, isn't there some part of me that would like the convenience of uh, of some system that remembers that? Oh hell, I got to buy more kitty litter. Yeah, I guess that's what I wanted to hear. It's that's what I wanted pings, to hear. That benign pings. resignation. I already have pingings going off. All day long as it is. I don't want any more. I know. So anyway. All right. Well, that's of interest. So uh, we've had some interesting things happen this week that I'm sure you'd like to school us on, Peter, since this is your neck of the woods. Well, you know, the the iPad 2 was was announced. uh, iPad 2. I got to say, I got to say, I am more compelled to buy the iPad 2 than I ever was to buy the iPad 1. That's unfortunate because I have an iPad 1 that's for sure. I know. I know. It's perfect. (laughs) Because I can have something you don't have. Oh, no, I'm buying one. <laughs> oh, no, 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 don't. Uh, you know, I uh, I have been... Uh, okay, so the announcement. It is faster. There is uh, more. It is lighter. It is fancier. Uh, it's about a third thinner. Um, it, it, but... You know, okay. When the when the iPad one came out, uh, folks came out and they said, "Oh my God, it's just a stupid big iPhone." 
And then you use it and you realize this is not a big iPhone. It's a, it is a, a different device. It's hard to classify what it is, but really we didn't know. Then the apps came out for it and you start realizing this is what you can do with the iPad in spite of its limitations of, of size and form factor. Those very same limitations in considering it a computing device actually make it really a much different device for, for consuming information. Well, the iPad 2... Uh, they've made it faster. They've made the video processing, they say, nine times faster. Wow. Um, they uh, So you get great performance out of uh, this little device. The screen itself, uh, you know, I, I, they did not detail specific screen improvements. It is not higher resolution, but the screen on the iPad has always been very, very bright, very clear, and in normal use uh, is, you know, they're arguably is very little need to to have a higher resolution screen on the iPad. So the screen is is great. Having it lighter um, uh, changes the way you can use it. But most interesting are the apps that they can put on it now that they've beefed up the processing power. They showcased mm-hmm. a couple of apps uh, that, that I think really merit uh, more discussion, which is uh, iMovie, first of all. They're bringing to the iPad. They've had iMovie for the iPhone, where you can do simple editing and upload to um, Vimeo and YouTube and, and uh, CNN iReport, etc. We've talked about that before. Bringing iMovie to the iPad um, really tests what can be a mobile recording uh, production studio. Mm, that's uh, pretty cool. Even more exciting for me personally is GarageBand. Uh, GarageBand is Apple's uh, uh, music uh, production app, uh, consumer-grade music production app, they brought GarageBand to the iPad with some really interesting tweaks. They've actually included virtual instruments that you can play. There is a guitar that you can play. You can actually bend the strings to uh, to affect pitch. You can play a, a, a keyboard, a piano, and you can uh, adjust velocity sensitivity by where on the key you actually press down um so you can you can make some music it'll it'll support eight track recording um, into the ipad uh it is a a really interesting device for recording in the field 499 dollars. they did not change the prices at all so the range is from 499 to start to 829 if you want the uh 64 gig super tramp edition with 3g and wi-fi okay say i'm gonna go out and buy an ipad today yeah which I would never do because I don't go into the Apple store unaccompanied by Pete Wright. But mm-hmm. um, if I were, what would I need? Well, you you sort of have to look at your use case. Where are you, uh, you know, where are you going to be using it? And it's kind of hard to say if you've never had an iPad. The idea that I think the best um, rationalization I've heard is if you are an iPhone user, you want to get the 3D version because you are accustomed to using these apps and using this device in a way that that always has data available to you. Right. If you are not an iPhone user, you likely can get away with Wi-Fi only, and it'll be just oh, like having a computer. Um, I have the 3 3G version. I thought I would be able to get away with the Wi-Fi version uh, early on. The first iPad I bought was the Wi-Fi version. I promptly sold it to my mother. <laughs> and yeah, I'll say that again. I sold it to my mother, and uh, oh. and uh, she bought it because that's what she expects from me. 
and uh, and I got the 3G version, and I, uh, you know, I so I typically recommend the 3G version for whatever you get. It's yeah, a, I think it's, I would need that. It, you, you end up using it. It changes the way, again, you use the device, having data always on. And the data, you know, as much as people gripe and moan about AT&T, the data plan is, is really pretty reasonable. Isn't it available via Verizon now? It is available via Verizon, okay. and, the, and on March 11th, when this thing actually launches, uh, eight days from today as we record this, uh, there will be both Verizon and AT and T iPads, both three G and Wi Fi uh, available. Sweet. So, well, and Steve Jobs showed up to make the announcement, which was big news. He did. He did show up, and uh, and that was uh, yeah. Apparently, he's looking good. He he looked spry. He didn't have to sit down a lot. Um, you know, which hopefully bodes well for his health. Uh, which yeah. is which is really all we care about. Uh, That's right. That's all we care about. Steve Jobs. Uh, but the I, I think the most interesting news about what's going on in this market, just to wax technosophical for a second. <laughs> Is is that, you know, here Apple is, whatever you think of the iPad, I mean, there are a lot of people who really think the iPad is, is a bunch of bunk. It's, you know, this upgrade is just more of the same. But whatever you think about the the iPad, what we have in Apple is a company that just launched their version 2 of a, a you know, a really a revolutionary product that defined the product segment in a way that no no one had done before. Oh, do the imitation. It's time for a pe- right an imitation. What imitation would you like? Go ahead, I'm bring so, it. I'm so blown it. away. Oh, okay. So the video yesterday they do this video you can see on on uh, apple.com where you get Johnny Ive, you know, the the um, the mysterious designer, right? The mysterious genius behind Apple products. And <laughs> and he's this fantastic, you know, he's this fantastic Brit and he talks very he's like a meditation when you listen to Johnny Ive. I'm Johnny Ive and I designed the iPad. And I'm blown away. <laughs> I look at it, and I'm blown away. It blew my hair off. <laughs> I designed this thing, and it changed my life. Nowhere have we seen a product that even just a year ago, no one had even touched. And now we've just completely redesigned it, and we're blowing them away. <laughs> Again. And over and over he says this. <laughs> and it's, it is the most exciting part of the video is to watch Johnny Ive go into this meditation because you know you don't know what he's going to say, but you know it's going to blow him away. <laughs> uh, and it does. So, so here he is, this market. He's, they've, they've, you know, they defined the market. They're in, they've got version two out the door, and they're selling it at a price point that is imminently affordable if you're on the market for this sort of device at four ninety nine to get into it. And no one else in the space can come close. HP uh, is trying it. Motorola has largely the most exciting kind of the Zoom tablet. They they say it's the most exciting piece of hardware that they've got going right now. It it starts at $800. Wow. Um uh you know, the Samsung Galaxy Tab feels like it's you know, you got it out of a cereal box, you know. It's whatever you think <laughs> of Android. It's not really about Android. This you know, the device what the the story that Apple is telling and I think the lesson we can learn from from this story is that apple their entire mission apart from you know uh, revenue but their mission with designing products is to create products that allow people to feel like they can change the world right and and every one of these competitors is designing products that they can tell the world is all about the muscle of the hardware and and it's like they're telling the wrong 
story. And that's where Apple really shines, is to be able to, to, is that they understand that it's not about the glass, it's not about the size, it's not about anything, it's about the platform for people to feel like they can change the world somehow. And, and well, I think that's a real lesson that Apple has just mastered. I, I couldn't agree more. And um, speaking of changing the world. Yeah. Oh, is that your segue? Here's my segue. Well, I was going to go into a much longer segue, but, you know, in the interest of keeping the show to under five hours, I'd like to not. All right, you do your best. But speaking of changing the world. I dare you to try and keep the show under five hours. (laughs) Um, As we all know, TED is all about ideas worth spreading and some of the most inspirational um, thought leaders in in the world can be seen on on these TED presentations. And now, just today, um, they announced their first contest winner, um, and it's called Ads Worth. They're called Ads Worth Spreading. Um, So they... uh, self-stated have said they are seeking to reverse the trend of online ads being aggressively forced on users. Um, they want to they want to nurture ads so good you choose to watch. So they have come up with, I believe, 10 ads worth spreading that are really worth checking out. Um, it's at ted.com, ads worth spreading. I'm, I'm sure if you just type that in, you can find it. We'll also post it in the show notes. But there's some great videos here just from really compelling animation um focused videos from nike to nonprofit videos that are very touching and moving to action videos from uh which one was that one from i'm flipping through them right now have the, you watched the all action, these the action movie well one? I have then the, the chrysler born of fire the De- detroit m&m super bowl yeah we talked video, about that one i liked that was, one I was which is amazing yeah so there's just some great Videos and I love that they're doing this because this is something I will I will watch because it's you know talking about capturing the spirit of you know feeling like you can change the world. These videos just kind of compel you to action and compel you. They they're just compelling. So I I I just love them. I just wanted to point that out that those were released just today and we'll post them in the show notes. Excellent. Um, and if you like them, ah. Uh... You should like them on Facebook. If you like them on Facebook, wow, I am slow today. Um, (laughs) If you like them on Facebook, previously on Facebook, if you liked them, it would just say, Pete Wright has liked Ted ads worth spreading. Now, however, when you like something, I wonder, it must be just a, a page, like a Facebook page. It turns into more like a share. So not only does it say Pete Wright liked this page, it it posts a whole lot more information, more um, as if you had clicked on the share button instead of just the like button. Right, and so, you can change. I think you know you can change what that what the button says. For example, on the the source story that we're pulling from is on is from Read Right Web, and the um, the the Facebook button actually says recommend. And when you recommend it, I'm going to recommend it now. It says you recommend. Uh, Facebook like starts to replace the share buttons functionality, and then it gives you an opportunity to type in something that you think about that. So I'm going to type, uh, look at me being so, can't spell, (laughs) so meta to like a story about likes. And I post to Facebook, and then on my Facebook wall, uh, it 
actually says, uh, it actually shows, what does it show? It actually shows much more information than before. As you described, it's, it used to say Pete Wright liked something, and it was in small fine print. And if you liked it, it would, it, you know, largely no one would see it. But now it posts like a story with the headline, the, the URL, and a brief uh, summary from the story. So, okay, here's my question, though. Is that just the read-write-web interpretation of the Facebook button? Or, like, when you're, well, okay, when you're in Facebook, Mm -hmm. and say I'm in Facebook and I'm looking at the Wall Street Journal or what have you, and I want to like the Wall Street Journal, does it say recommend or does it say like? And I, my interpretation was that it just... It still says like, but when you click on like, it's just sharing additional information. That's right. It's sharing additional information. And that's what I was saying on Read, Write, Web. They changed the they word to recommend. recommend which but is actually like smarter. And like, share, and um, recommend are all sort of, uh, uh, they're all analogous right now. I mean, that's that's essentially what Facebook is doing is they're they're streamlining what it means to, uh, to, like. to like. and And now when you like... It gives more information. Is that Picture, good or bad? A headline and a little blurb, yeah. along with the option to comment. Right. So there are people who are up in arms about this. Why are people up in arms about this? I can't figure out what's wrong with it. As a publisher, I'm very excited about it. Exactly. You want, pe- you want people to get in additional information because you know what? Just liking something, unless it has a very clever or compelling, catchy title, which most organizations don't, mm-hmm. is that's boring. And that I don't really boring. care. Pete Wright liked seven ways to cook bus- Brussels sprouts. Well, that could very potentially not be anything having to do with recipes that I think it's about. Okay, so here is, uh, let's see, Jeff Pesterk is a commenter on Read, Write, Web, and he writes, With each new product improvement, improvement in quotes, they only infuriate and alienate intelligent users. Facebook continues to overplay their hand, and they continue down this path. They're going to pay a heavy price. Dun, dun, dun. I don't don't know if I agree, but I'm trying to figure out what the other side of this is. He uh, posts a link to a, a techie... Uh, website techie.com story about how the like button change is a bait and switch hmm. and apparently well, okay, the bait and switch like is because you don't have control over what you share but you can well yes you do you don't have to like it that i think is the bait. <laughs> although the... <laughs> although that being said there are multiple things that are now part of digital campaigns that you have to like in in order to be able to do. The most frequent way I've seen this has to do with cause marketing, my favorite area, so that if you want to unlock a donation, you typically have to like the page. So maybe that's part of the uproar is that they want to take advantage of the benefits these companies are offering without necessarily cluttering their own Facebook stream about, you know, I like Walmart. Well, I uh, I I like the like. Um, I think if you I like know, it, it's... I think it's more useful, quite frankly. And yeah, it clutters up the stream. But you know what? I mean, Twitter or Twitter, Facebook's getting pretty good at at consolidating your stream, so the mm-hmm. stuff you care about comes up. Like yeah. for example, I have a great little post from your wife about Brussels sprouts and garlic butter because she is one of my dearest friends. So I'm glad she's at the top of my feet. I I too am glad those Brussels sprouts uh, were, were kicking. They, good? they were kicking, awesome. and I don't. I'm not a Brussels sprout person. Well, usually when we talk about Facebook, we talk about privacy. Yeah. Um, this I don't know that the like share button has much to do with privacy. However, 
Did you hear about uh, this controversial billboard, abortion billboard? I did hear about this. I did. Uh, So the story is interesting. What uh, what happened? Um, There was a billboard in Soho that equated abortion among black women with genocide. And it featured this ginormous building size picture of a very adorable um, little African-American girl. What I'm trying to figure out what, what exactly. Okay. The most dangerous place for African-Americans is in the womb is what it says. So, okay. <laughs> That's this, touching. That's really it's touching. very touching and sweet, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So the woman, this mother of this adorable child was furious that her six-year-old daughter was featured in this anti-abortion billboard. Si- I'm sorry, building size ad and demanded that it was taken down and they did in fact take it down so the backstory is that this mom had gone to some sort of child modeling agency and signed up um and you know apparently signed away her rights to have this child's picture used wherever and yeah it showed up somewhere you know without her consent but i I don't know that it's a tough one because when you sign it away you're signing it away um so, I, you know, with kids, I think you just got to be really careful as far as privacy is concerned. Well, you do. I mean, when I, when I first started uh, taking pictures, I got very excited about some of the cute pictures of my friend's kids that I had taken. And, and some of them I had said, uh, I'd asked, you know, can I post these on, on a stock agency? Can, I, can mm-hmm. I sell these images? And I had never, you know, I, this, this is one of those cases I had never even imagined but i thought it would end up on a billboard. i thought it would end up on a billboard an abortion billboard exactly exactly but at the time i wasn't doing as much design work and i didn't buy so many um you know stock photos uh and i didn't even see this as an option and one of the parents uh, one of our dear friends said no no you can't you can't sell the pictures uh even if you know my daughter's not identified uh just because we don't know where she'll end up and i remember thinking oh she's nuts what are they gonna yeah. do you know Oh, billboard, building size billboard. This is a four-story ad. It's insane. And she is an adorable little girl with a really horrific uh, tagline. Yeah. Anyway. That said, you're right. I think, think, uh, you know, you got to be careful with kids. And she really did sign away her rights uh, for this. I don't think anybody owes her an apology. Well, but they did take it down. But yeah, she was demanding an apology. Regardless, moving on. We've got... A lot to talk about when it comes to speaking of digital digital advertising. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about what's happening with iAds and. Uh, well, it's just so iAds is uh, back to Apple. You know, they launched this iAds program uh, months uh, months back. I think so. Now we're going on six months ago. Uh, and originally, to buy into i to the iAds program, you had to pay up a million bucks as an advertiser in minimum advertising to to get into the program, and that does not include development costs. So you'd have to, you know, also pay to to get your ad developed, and the ads are are significant, uh, non trivial pieces of of technology. Well, a new piece uh, over at Digital Daily. Uh, has uh, has pointed out that Apple has introduced a new price point of a half a million dollars for companies that want to buy into uh, interactive adver- advertisements on iAd. Now, this is really, uh, I-, I think this is interesting. We don't really know enough uh, about this change to make a uh, much of an informed uh, uh, sort of background, uh, to give much informed background. Well, there are really two reasons they could have done this. One, 
as the article states, Apple might be hurting, the iAd program might be hurting, and that advertisers are less interested in the more significant, uh, significantly spendy ad campaigns, or Apple, which is which may be more likely, uh, given Apple's track record, uh, Apple has uh, introduced the new price point to in, to increase the number of advertisers that it can support. Uh, typically, the way Apple launches new products, they launch a, a premium priced product, and then as they are able to manufacture more, they introduce new lower price points uh, when they can actually meet demand. So it, this could be a sign that IAD is doing very, very well and that they are bringing in more um, sort of medium-sized businesses that can afford the half a million dollars or still pretty large businesses that can afford half a million dollar yeah. buy-in. Uh, so I don't know. But the, the other trend that this kind of speaks of is, is are advertisers going small? Is that the trend we're seeing right now in the market? Well, and that's, you know, that leads right into Twitter. So we've heard so much lately about Twitter's valuation and it, how they continue to monetize Twitter. Um, and and the, the value of Twitter and, and what is being talked about right now has to do with targeting small to medium-sized businesses for advertising. Um, and the model that it's being compared to is Google AdWords and, I mean, Facebook to a certain extent as well. Um, so, so it's interesting. And I think Twitter is trying to figure out how this works. You know, we've seen a couple stories, um, last, late last month, there was a story about Twitter downplaying its promoted tweets, um, and instead promoting its, um, promoted trends or promoted accounts. So I I think Twitter's still trying to figure out what will be acceptable from a user perspective. And I don't know. What do you think about this, Pete? I mean, I think the opportunity is phenomenal. I mean, you can't get any more hyper-targeted than than Twitter when it comes to injecting your ad into a conversation. And, you know, I, I think the efficacy of that is going to be amazing for small and, and medium-sized businesses. But if it starts to annoy users um, and get in the way and clutter up their, t- their Twitter stream... Yeah, like, for example, know. you are easily annoyed. I am easily annoyed. You're a little bit of a hair trigger on the annoy scale. Well, but you know what? If I am looking at my Twitter feed and I've got, you know, four out of five tweets are from an advertiser, I'm sorry, that's going to be annoying to me. Well, okay. First of but all, uh, your your use of hyperbole aside, uh, <laughs> do, do you, you know, do you really think Twitter is going to let four out of five tweets hit your stream, uh, you know, at any one time? Well, you know, and I, I don't even understand and, how and all is of- that different than it is right now? I mean, right well, now, okay, people are but- using, tw- using the hell out of Twitter to advertise. They're just not paying that's, Twitter to do it. That's, tr- that's true. Okay, so that's a good point. So I don't even know what a promoted tr- tweet would look like because I use Hootsuite. I, right now, don't, as far as I know, see any paid tweets. No, you get paid do tweets I? in Hootsuite. Yeah, they, they, they show do. up at the top. How do I right. tell? It, of, I think it's of your main feed. I'm going to log oh, see, in See, I don't right look at my main feed. I, it's literally deleted from my stream. It was a big deal, actually, because I think Hootsuite was the very first. The um, Hootsuite had it. I think it was Hootsuite on their iPhone, unpaid iPhone app. And that annoyed me, and I paid. <laughs> <laughs> I paid to not have them. That is funny. Um, I, I, I just I don't even understand how it works. 
Well, I mean, they just show up in your and you see they show up as promoted and and uh, and and they're really not they're not a big deal. I mean, I think people make a big deal because it seems like, oh, my gosh, they're so invasive. But here, let's I mean, you you actually make a good point. You paid for the service to free yourself from ads. Right. People who complain are not allowed to use the free product. (laughs) Right. You know what I'm saying? Because how else does this free uh, a product, this product that offers you the ability to communicate with potentially millions of people around the world in real time, how else are they able to keep the doors open without some sort okay, of monetization? Okay. I-, I am with you. You are on partaking that. in the miracle of telecommunication am, over am... electrons. You do not get to bitch about advertising. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not really saying I, that to you. I'm saying that I, to a lot of other people. I agree with that because I love Twitter. As you know, I love Twitter. I know you do. I'm on, I'm on Twitter quite a bit. But so so how do we support Twitter and make sure the doors stay open without junking up my stream? That is the question. Cake? That is the question. Cake, I want to have you, but and I also want too. to eat you. How do you do it? I don't. I, I don't know the answer. And I think, but I think what what is interesting is Twitter is, and what this article is is uh, talking about in particular uh, over at uh, All Things D. Uh, Peter Kafka's article really talks about the the level of iteration that that Twitter is uh, constantly uh, churning through. Every week, I mean, they they initiated pro- promoted tweets. They initiated initiated promoted tw- trends, uh, promoted twins. twins. <laughs> uh, and and That's some what of they these should things, call them. Maybe they would sell quote, better. Promoted twins. Promoted twins. They initiate the promoted twins <laughs> and then back away very slowly. <laughs> But they've got to throw, I mean, in, in, this is such a new service and such an inventive service, and so many people really have no idea still what Twitter does, uh, that, that they have to just throw a lot of spaghetti up on the wall and see what sticks. And in this case, it sounds like they are still evolving what promoted tweets looks like, and, and particularly how promoted tweets and promoted trends are going to show up in these uh, third-party services. Well, it uh, makes me feel better that... A Twitter spokesman also said ads are a work in progress. Yeah. So they don't have it figured out either. No. No, but okay, so back to the original point. Are we going small in advertising? I I had one point on this, and then I promise we can move on. Okay, fine. Which is this. I think that advertisers with big budgets are are really recognizing the power of the small ad. Not that they are necessarily spending less to get there, right? but they are being much more strategic and much more nimble in what they're advertising and where. And that includes, you know, really strategic use of Google and uh, Bing ad networks and Twitter uh, as you get more and more advertisers who are are exploring that. Uh, This is where they are turning to be nimble with a larger portion of their budget um, as they move away from, uh, you know... Well, and but you know, channels of the last 20 years. Okay, here's a question for you, and then we can move on to our best story of the day. But here's a question for you Would you rather see a promoted tweet from your local coffee, independent coffee store shop in your Twitter feed, or from, I'm not going to use Starbucks because that's a bad example for you, or from like Walmart? 
I I hope to God that Twitter's algorithm is smart enough not to put a Walmart ad in my stream. <laughs> there are a you lot of saying, but, though, no, like I totally see what you're saying. But this is versus the, like, but this is the know. point. This is the point of of smart algorithms, and I think, and and the point of Twitter and what they are building in terms of their. Uh, uh, you know, the the opportunity for smart search in Twitter. I mean, you can already, you know, you already have a vast catalog of data in terms of, of um, hashtags and, and yeah. trends that they are working very diligently on monetizing. And that's where you're going to see the ads so that when you are searching for something like, you know, best deals on lamps, you'll see the Walmart trends. Uh, but when you are searching for, um, you know... Uh, I I need a I need my Trenta. Uh, you'll get the Starbucks ads. I really think that's how it's going to play out. I think that's where they can actually make their biggest bang. Yeah, that's that's you know that's where they have the. It's views. like responsive advertising. Yeah. Like if you put something out there, you get a response. One of them happens to be a sponsored tweet. I'd be okay with that. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Moving on. Tell to us our about best your, your favorite of story week. of the week. So I honestly don't even know where I heard about this, but. I got to pull it up. I just lost it. So there's a new British ice cream brand. I believe it's called the Ice Creamists. And it's getting a lot of press for its new flavor, which is called Baby Gaga. What is this ice cream made of? Mm, Daddy's getting hungry. Organic, all natural, free range, breast milk. (laughs) <laughs> supplied from a woman in Leeds <laughs> a woman who lives who lives on a farm no literally she lives out she's got four acres and she just runs around there with her big bosoms hanging out swinging to and fro and occasionally we come in when we sell out which is frankly not very often Thirty dollars uh, a serving. That's for right. Human breast milk. Do you know why? <gasps> I, because of the Sex Pistols. The Sex Pistols told me to do it. <laughs> That's right. We're rock and roll. We serve breast milk. My sons, he says. My sons. I raise my sons on this stuff. Why not the rest of the British people? <laughs> it's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> I... Oh, this is worth just the the feature story, which was from a news broadcast on the BBC, is hysterical. Just hysterical, and you know, I have to give them kudos for Baby Gaga. I mean, that's that's a, that's that's right. They, can you they do better than Baby Gaga with, with the... breast milk ice cream? I mean, oh my gosh! I don't know that you can. I think that's a real. This is a uh, this is a real gift to ice cream and humanity. <laughs> I'm. You know what I'm sorry about. What? I'm just sorry yeah. that Dane missed. This I am sorry Dane misses too. This is just right up his alley, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so local go, officials you know, here's weren't a, amused, calling it a health hazard. You think? It's because she's on a farm. <laughs> There's no health codes around there for <laughs> running around on a farm. You can't sell raw cow milk in the United States without having some serious health issues and interventions well Rob, breast milk hmm. the wonderful bit about this news story is it, you know when they actually do the man on the street interviews and <laughs> and i think it's a little bit hard to hear at this point but i think at one point they actually are interviewing a couple and the husband look takes a bite looks at his wife and says it's not really as good as yours there are they <laughs> it's a little bit more bitter and that 
sent me right over the edge. I don't even want to know what he really says if I'm wrong because that's that's what I want, how I want to remember this. That's awesome. Well, we you got. know, I, th- I think I don't think we can do any better than breast milk ice cream no, for this week. I but I, we've done. covered quite a lot of ground. We sure have, Megan. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was nice to talk to you. Oh, and of note, I think we should both we should tell all of our listeners that both you and I today, for the first time ever, are both standing. We are at so stand up desks. This both is such of us. A big too. deal. It is a big deal. We got to get Dane on board. I know. I'm. I, I'm. I'm still. I haven't actually elevated my desk. I'm. I'm propping everything up on shelves and books and 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 standing. But I yesterday night I was grading papers. I'm teaching this class and I'm grading papers and my the back of my thighs. I just felt like oh my god, there is so much. I'm having an embolism. I I don't not even a hundred percent sure what that is, but it feels like that's what this pain would be called. I just had to stand up, and I knew you had already moved to the standing yeah. desk, and uh, I started seeing oh, some uh, some vocal standing desk proponents on Twitter posting pictures of their rigs, and I got very excited. So last night I put everything away and lifted, and I'm so happy. I'm. I'm How happy long have you been rocking the the standing desk? Gosh, it's been about a month now. Oh. So what's your, give, just give me real quick, what is your stamina for a single sort of session? Um, Can you go I, eight hours? Can you just stand you there You know what? I, I have gone eight hours, but those are very, those are long days. Um, I, I still need to invest in a bar stool so that days that I'm standing eight hours, I can, I would probably take maybe a half hour break and I think that would just, just about do it. But I don't even realize I'm standing anymore. I mean, I just, yeah. I, I, you don't realize it, but you do a lot of especially the first couple of days, you do a lot of moving back and forth more than you, you thought you would have to. Like I was, I felt like, you know, a little kid prancing back and forth, but you, that's kind of what you do. And it's just, I guess that's the benefit of, of moving and using your, your core strength instead of sitting on your duff all day. So I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, I, I, my back hurts a little bit. Uh, Yeah. You'll, You'll Feet be a little, hurt a little bit, but I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling. Oh, that's the other otherwise. thing that Peter learned today. You must wear shoes. You must wear shoes. Yeah. You may not wear slippers. You may not be barefoot. That'll hurt in about seven minutes. Absolutely. So anyway, listeners, awesome. try it out. Maybe try I'll post a picture desk. of my standing desk on our show notes. Absolutely. And Peter's little prop. Well, last prop, night I was using desk. an ottoman from our living that room. Hysterical. That was not really what I intended. Uh, I fixed that. By the way, I have fixed that. All right. I think we're done. Megan, where can people find out more about you? You can find me on the Twitter at Megan Strand or at my website and blog, I-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D. Posted my first post in like two months today. I read Ooh. that. It was a good one. Thank you. I like that you use the uh, the Windows disk defrag. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen one of those in a decade. <laughs> Uh, you can find more about me uh, at Pete Wright on Twitter or about.me slash Pete Wright is links to, uh, has links to everywhere that I am. Uh, if you want to know more about the show, make sure you head over to thenakedmarketers.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. It's the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode of Naked Marketing Goodness. Uh, and uh, gosh, I think that's it. Put a fork in it. We're done. On behalf of Megan Strand, I'm Pete Wright and Dane Christensen in meetings. This has been The Naked Marketers. Thank you.